Hello, hello. <laughs> hello. How are you doing, Hen? Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm alright. Um, so, uh, I think the first thing which we want to talk about, um, which we just literally just mentioned now. <laughs> <laughs> why are we doing this podcast? Yeah, why are we doing this podcast? Right. Um, Do you want to start? Yeah, sure thing. Well, I think the first thing is that we don't even have a name for this podcast, which is quite funny. No. We just kind of have, like, decided to do this. Um, yeah, the reason... I want to maybe, like, talk about how we kind of, like, came about it. Okay, yeah, that's a good shout. In yeah. a cafe in Bethel Green? Yeah, yeah, Just exactly. so people have a little bit of an idea. In my head, I've been calling it the Breakup Podcast, or the Breakup Journey... <laughs> thought-provoking Breakup Journey Podcast. I don't know, I'm just coming up with random words, but... Yeah, so, that, so how do we, we come about it? How do we come about it? I, I quite like that name, The Breakup Podcast. I was actually thinking of something similar with like yeah. The Breakup. Like what, break? Yeah, like The Breakup, I was going to call it. And then oh, just The like, Breakup. Yeah, okay. The Breakup, yeah. So um, so I think like maybe from like the, the very beginning yeah. is that like um, we've known each other for like a very long time. Yeah. Uh, I think it's either 10 years or coming up to 10 years, it's one of those. Yeah. I don't really remember. It's been too long now. Since uni, we met at uni, and I think the reason we were sitting in Bethnal Green Cafe, one of the cafes, lovely cafes, what, vegan cafe, I think. Yeah. And we were just having some really good conversations because Hector and I are both going through our own individual breakups. And, you know, funny enough, we both broke up around the same time, end of last year. And you know we've been kind of going through that journey together, and yeah, and I guess we we thought why are why are these emotions not normalised? The reason we are able to speak to each other because we are going through the same thing, and we have that open dialogue, but we don't really see that around us. It's you know not normalised. There's not much content around it, and um, a dis- you know kind of also want to add a disclaimer that we are not therapists. We're not breakup therapists. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to give advice to anyone. We this is just to start a conversation around it and normalize feelings and the breakup journey because we what we see is people uh, break up and then they're either very single and happy and getting with people or they are in a relationship or you know some kind of thing with another person no one gets to really no one really opens up about the journey or is vulnerable about how they're feeling and i think we want to normalize that because that is the reality no one just kind of breaks <laughs> up and be like oh i am great and let's jump into something else with someone else so yeah yeah ex- exactly and i kind of feel as well like um i think on my side is that like when i kind of like look into these things like i looked up on youtube like something like how to get over a breakup or whatever yeah and a lot of it was all these like andrew tate <laughs> like like the quite dumb shit yeah or quite like ideas which is like maybe like just sort of um i mean they're like they, they seem to be like somewhat good advice but like it's not very sort of like someone who's like going through that currently it's not you relatable know? you're not no. thinking oh actually this is making me feel better because they have gone through the similar things or this is very relatable for me in at this point of time which makes you feel even more isolated in your journey because we all know when we're going through a breakup we just think um this th- this is my life i'm never going to find anyone um i'm always going to be lonely this no one's ever experienced this kind of pain that i have I'm, yeah. I'm lonely and isolated in my pain because we don't speak about it yeah exactly and i think that's where our journey started because we've been exploring um lo- a lot of things about not just our breakup but we had to we have to kind of revisit our relationship with our parents kind of go back to our you know patterns in relationships with other people 
and it's been such an insightful journey i think you know we we've been lifting each other when the one's down the other one's kind of you know sending positive <laughs> yeah. messages and affirmations so i think it, it's just kind of great to start a conversation around it right yeah totally and I, and i think like we're in a very unique position where like i think like one thing is that like um like we're both sort of like you know heterosexual yeah um, you know heterosexual cis men uh, you know i'm a heterosexual cis guy and you're a heterosexual cis woman or i don't know if you're bisexual or not actually but <laughs> well, i think i'm bi-curious <laughs> yeah, i yeah. have always been curious about oh what happens there but you know yeah, yeah but you know let's say heterosexual yeah yeah but it's been mainly like heterosexual yeah. relationships which you've, yeah. which you've been which you've been in and um but i think as well like we're both very kind of like upfront with each other and very yeah. honest with each other especially like i kind of and i don't think like not to say that like you don't i mean i don't know if you have to see that in like a lot of other kind of like relationships in kind of like that sort of like similar situation but i, I kind of like feel like we maybe like have both different angles to come out, out of it from yeah from kind of like you know being like you know me being a man and you being a you being a woman yeah but very supportive like i remember kind of like uh again i keep going back to these like things where like i saw this like other podcast where it's kind of like you know it's kind of like talking about like men going through like their breakups but it's almost kind of like it's like men have it worse sort of, yeah. sort of vibe in a situation and not really kind of like not really kind of like coming out to be like let's actually like try and uh like see like where is there like you know some sort of like common ground or like you know that we're all kind of like human beings if that yeah. makes sense yeah. i do feel like we, we we you know we all have this common need yeah and what or want i'm not gonna you know speak for everyone to you know connect with people whether yeah. that's connecting with in in friendships or connecting in relationships and you know um what kind of need or want that fills in us and i think that that ground is a common ground yeah totally how we go about it is different and i think also then how we go about it is different and then the pressures or what we think we need to fill our role as for example at like you know you you know we've spoken about the pressures you felt yeah. as a man that after a breakup you should act and feel a certain way whereas you, what you're feeling internally is completely opposite yeah but you don't feel comfortable enough to be you know open vulnerable about it because all people are asking is that oh who's the next person you've got with exactly. what's happening here whereas sometimes we don't even realize these external pressures are then internalized and we are putting pressure on ourselves and i, I guess as a woman i'm going for a different side of things but i think when we both come together and discuss about it and normalize it it just it just feels like we're not alone yeah and it feels like oh you've got me and i've got you yeah which is which is yeah i think that's it like like it's kind of like it's you know we're both because we you know i think like we still live in this like quite sexist world uh there, there are still kind of like different pressures compared to like men than to women right but like we both kind of like but there's also like some relation there like it's both like actually yeah i feel the exact same how you feel but because of the pressures which we have it's like well we both have to behave in like a very certain different way if that makes sense you know and so like i think that's like something where um where it's um i don't really know but it's like really interesting like i always like just super interested in your insight because i think there's like this really common myth where like where it's just kind of like um 
you know, women can just, like, go out to a club and, like, fuck anyone they want. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, <laughs> guys, everyone says it's easier for a woman to do that than yeah, a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, totally. But I think, I think as well, like, it's sort of like... Um, I actually don't know where I'm going with this point. Alright, like, well, let's, yeah. let's bring you back in. And yeah. how about we start with where we met? Yeah, should we do where we met? Yeah. Um, so... Uh, how we met was I think it was in halls. It's like a student hall. Yeah, we both yeah. had the or well, Sir John Kerr's halls in Hackney. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. and we we're both studying at Queen Mary. Yeah, different subjects. Different subjects. Well, very similar subjects, but different. We I was doing physics, you were doing maths. Yeah. And um, in all honesty, like I don't really remember the exact first time I met you. Like, I don't to be honest, I'm trying really hard to think of the exact moment because what people don't understand is these are not halls like uni halls, like where you live with six people and that's your, you know, kind of like, I don't know, like your halls family or whatever people like to call that. Yeah. We lived in a halls with 150 people over across, what, three floors. Yeah, we did. And, yeah. and there was like, there were just, and we had a common place that we would drink and, you know, party or speak to people and then there was i think a cinema room as well yeah so when you would be in this um common room it's not like six people you're probably communicating with like 20 30 plus people so i think we probably met at one of those points and i think we both realized oh we've got queen mary as a commonality you do physics i do math and i think if that wasn't there i don't know if i would have met you because i don't know i've ever met anywhere queen mary who's doing physics and there's no like you know and also we did diff- we were in different societies so yeah that was yeah. that was when we met and i guess we just we, whenever we bumped into each other we you know spoke more we probably went out sometimes together yeah i think that was it wasn't it i think that was it yeah yeah and then we i think like somehow we decided to like live with each other like the next year yes yes <laughs> yeah. then we were part of them. oh what are we doing next year yeah, so yeah. it's been you <laughs> Um, my friend Lauren, who you know, you know as well now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and obviously another person. So yeah, we that. that yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean but, that tra- transition into that, but kind of reading back, how was your experience with? Because so, obviously we want to, uh, we want to give everyone a bit of context on our how we used to uh, view love, relationships, sex, what were our thoughts back then, and how it's evolved to now. Yeah. So what did you look at these? different parts yeah so like i think with me it's quite interesting because we kind of like came up with this topic topic like i think like a like last week and so i've had like a week to think of it and like talk to my friends about it and stuff like that and um like i think for me personally like i still like feel like i have the same insecurities as i did back then yeah like you know kind of like i think like back then like i wasn't kind of like um not that i wasn't like uh, you know, sexually act- sexually active, but I was insecure about not being sexually active. You know, yeah. and not having like a lot of sex and and whatnot. And when you kind of like going through these like dry spells or whatever, like you kind of like go, you kind of like thinking like back then, like what's like the problem with me and why I'm like being you know sexually sexually active. And the way how I used to think back then is how it like solved that kind of like I guess insecurity was like. By having sex, right? Yeah. Um, so there was insecurity attached to just sex for you. Yeah, yeah, totally. It wasn't about okay exploring like what I like or not like in sex, but it was about I need to have sex because of this external pressure that you've internalized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly it. You know, and I feel like 
you know, when, like, other people, like, having, like, a lot of sex and, and you're, like, like, maybe, I wouldn't say, like, I wasn't, like, I don't know if I was having a lot of sex or not, but, you know, there are definitely people that are having, like, more sex than I was. Yeah. And, and then you kind of, but then when that's happening, it's kind of like, okay, like, what do they have that I don't, which people want to have sex with them, but don't want to have sex with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so, like, that's definitely, like, what I used to sort of, like, uh, view as it. And then I always used to, I, I used to view as well, like, being in a relationship or whatever, like, that's kind of, like, the ultimate goal of, like, you know, kind of, like, you know, like, because then you get to have as much sex as you want, and, you know, you have someone who, like, loves you no matter what, and blah, blah, blah. And then security goes away. Because yeah, then, yeah. then you don't have to battle with yourself about, oh, I, I need to have sex, or I need to have sex with these number of people, but you're like, I'm... That relationship gives you that security and the idea of that this is my person and this is the person I can have sex with and there's I guess there's also no external pressure then because there's not your friends saying oh my, oh my god have you gone out and slept with this xyz yeah. or how many people you're sleeping with oh my god you're such a player yeah exactly and I, like, I cringe inside even saying this <laughs> but I'm saying that is so normal yeah like, I've yeah. seen that in front of my eyes as well like people the way people speak about it and I guess you yeah that's that's such a um, for me, that's such a deep thought that that not that not just impacted you or how you viewed sex, but also how what relationship meant to you. Yeah. And what about love? What do what do you think about like what did you at the, at the time think about what love was? What was the definition of it essentially? Yeah. So there's I, no right or wrong here. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So I think like back then, like I never really kind of like had been in love with someone. Um, the most I had was like I liked this. I really liked this girl at like. Um, at sick form but that was it and like that was but I wasn't in love with her or anything like that I probably thought at the time that I was but yeah. I, I wasn't really um, you know because I didn't really like know her that well um, so I think at, at the time like um, it's kind of this thing where like I think I knew what the word was what love what the word love yeah. was and, but I actually I think if you asked me back then, like, what what do you think love is? I, I find it really hard to define. Like, yeah. it probably would be something, I'd probably say something like, someone that would, like, never leave you and blah, 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 you know? Yeah. But, like, that's not what love you is. You have a very romantic <laughs> definition of love. Yeah, like, yeah. I agree with this, because when I was a uni, for me, I was really trying hard not to basically find a relationship or love, because yeah. growing up, my parents had a very difficult relationship. I had seen a lot of arguments um which kind of shaped my view of love and my view of love was anything but that anything but that what i've seen it with my parents were just arguing shouting at each other um you know uh, being so disrespectful to each other i didn't know what that meant for me but all i knew was i don't want that and if if i experience anything of that even like one argument one moment of disrespect that means that's not the person for me yeah that's interesting to hear because like um, I had this kind of like the same experience which you had where it was like my you know yeah. especially growing up at a very young age like I, I sort of uh, had like um, uh, you know my parents were arguing a lot and stuff like that and you know they broke up and you know like mm -hmm. like my mum moved down to London my dad stayed up in Yorkshire um, but um, but I kind of like had maybe like a bit of the opposite reaction to what you did yeah. where like I was like oh wouldn't it be like nice if I like found someone who um who like loved me for like you know who I am and like didn't really because I think um my mom and my dad always say that they like still love each other but in like some sort of like platonic way or something like that or I don't know like 
I think my mum always says I love your dad because he is um, the father of like you guys you know yeah um, but it was never really I never really saw that like romantic love yeah. from them and that's something which I'm kind of like oh like I don't really know what that looks like and I don't really know like... it's like you know when like I love him but I'm not in love with him Mm, is that, do you mm. think that would be the way to describe that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because like, you do grow to love someone when you shed uh, some, you know, a journey of your life together, and you know, beautiful moments like having kids. Yeah, totally. That can't just come from, you know, I'm sure that can come from very different places, but I guess that's in a way it's a different kind of love to, you know, now I'm in love with this person romantically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think as well that like, my parents never like uh, when they um, broke up. Uh, they never like dated or anything like that like after that the only thing is that like, my dad like dated this like girl who was I don't know like 27 or something and he was like 50 or something okay. <laughs> yeah so like so like sugar daddy yeah yeah but my but my mum was like and it was weird because like, he's not even like he's like you know he, he's like he's, he gets paid something like 12k a year or something like that. So, yeah. so, it was like, so it's not even a case yeah, of sugar daddy, yeah, yeah. Him. yeah, yeah. I think I think he was like I think he like runs this. I think he's like quite high up in like the art world or something like that. So he, so he, um, uh, so yeah. I think she. I don't know exactly what what Hannah what happened there, but um, uh, but that's the only like experience I had with with like my parents dating. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just really weird to kind of like. I guess like I didn't really experience like that kind of like you know my parents being like intimate with like other people with one another or whatever. I'm yeah. Just, like, other people's houses and see that you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually never experienced that either. My dad, I think, um, I've never seen my dad like be involved with someone else. And yeah. even though they had a very broken marriage, I would say, and I I, I don't think I uh, saw my mum, you know engage with someone else either but I think I was just their relationship was very difficult it's like they couldn't leave each other but they also couldn't be together and whenever they would come together there would be explosions like big explosions and I just sort of you know wanted to I think my idea was like I just want to get away go away to uni as far as away from them I can't stand living with them and I think that's what I did that's why like, I'm going to London I'm going to live there and I'm gonna I'm not I don't even want to travel there I, I want to get halls that were so desperate mm. to get halls in London to get away from the environment and I guess I looked at then I my reaction was so opposite I basically just turned off my need or want to be with someone because I just had such a negative view of love that this is not that I knew what my definition was but my view of love was my parents relationship and I just thought okay I don't want it if love if love is like this then I don't want love so I, I knew very like I was very headstrong about I don't want to be in a relationship I don't want to be in love right now I'm young and all I want to do is enjoy my life and in my head enjoying my life means you know having loads of casual sex that make, gives me a some kind of like bit of a power dynamic yeah. within myself that you know um I'm just gonna yeah have sex without feelings and I did for a while to be honest I I it was you know also that was when I started to first become sexually active so I um I, I had sex for the um I started having sex from when I was 19 and I did it with a friend I was very clear about what my first time would look like I don't care if it's in a relationship or it's in love or I'm like you know in this fairy tale I just want it to be comfortable and I want it to be you know with consent and you know comfort and that I want to do this yeah. and I did that in that way and it was amazing I have the best I still have the best experience of my first time and then when I went to obviously a shortly after I went to uni 
um and yeah i was just kind of like going out um meeting people and then sometimes it would eventually turn into like just meaningless sex when i say meaningless sex i mean there's no more meaning to it other than just what we were doing um so yeah that was my view around not just around uni even a few years after but now i can look back at it and see that i was just a closed person i didn't feel like i want to open up to people i didn't want to open up to the idea of it and that's one of the big reasons i could never connect with the partners or the people that i was having sex with because i was just so closed off i didn't want to know more i didn't want to know much about them other than like the surface level chats and i yeah. didn't want to expose my um um vulnerable parts to them and and I guess that made the sex very meaningless. Yeah, yeah. And they, so, it was just more about sensation pleasure. Yeah. And nothing yeah. else. So like when you say that, um, so like obviously you've had like you've had like a couple of relationships now. So when did you start to like open up? Couple, you say couple two. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> couple is two. <laughs> True. Okay. But you made me sound like a relationship expert. Oh, you gotta like, now. You're like some sort of like <laughs> big relationship <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've yeah. like been in. I'm just gonna check if we're still recording. I think we are. Uh, hang on a minute. Uh, yeah, we're still recording. Um, so. Um, so you've been in two relationships before. So obviously, like, at some point, like, you must have been able to, like, open up, right? Yeah. Like, open up. When? Uh, how did you think that, like, started to happen? And when did that happen as well? Like, how did you come to that realisation? It was very difficult for me because my first relationship, um, when I went into it, I think I was about 24. And bear in mind, I've not really had a proper, well, any relationship, you know, um, up to that point and I think I went into it thinking I'm just ready for a relationship I'm ready to feel the security which comes from a, uh, from a boyfriend or you know just one person loving me and I think I was really I've cra- I was craving for it because I had deprived myself of it for so long so I went into it very, very good intentions um, thinking you know I'm going to open up they're going to open up uh, but I didn't really know what opening up meant I thought you know when you love someone you just open up I didn't know that opening up means a lot of work from your end and his end about him opening up. It doesn't just happen because you suddenly meet the person of your dreams. And I do believe that we in, in society, we're so engraved, engraved with the idea of romanticism, romanticism and love. And I think we just confuse it. We think we meet our right person and everything's going to fall into place. The happily ever after from all these movies, these stupid shows yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this like idea, fake idea of love. I um, definitely fell in that trap as well. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think I definitely went into that. And because my relationship was literally started on like a long distance relationship with this guy, this amazing guy. Um, and I think you've met him as well. Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was all good, but it was not the reality because we were living like, what, so far apart with eight hour time difference and we never had an argument. It was great. He, he got everything what I was saying. I got everything what he was saying, but I, and I thought I was opening up, but I wasn't really opening up. I was just, I was, I, I'm, I'm a very open person, but I don't think I was opening up about my insecurities. And I don't think I even at that point understood what my insecurities were, if I'm completely honest. So I wasn't, I'm not someone who's trained to open up, I think. Like, you know, when growing up, I was always kind of in, in family conditions where everyone just kept feelings to themselves. Like my dad was one of those people I learned it from the most, just internalized all his pain, but never like, you know, was able to be like, actually, um, I'm in a lot of pain. 
So I think in my first relationship, I tried to open up and opening up was painful. And every time that happened, I would push people away. So my opening up was like, I would start to open up. And then I had this expectation that the person would just understand me, understand my unspoken words. And they would just look at me and they will just understand what I'm going through. That was my version of opening up back then, which is really not the right way because no one can just read your mind. Yeah. And if they wouldn't just understand it, then I would get upset and then I would just, you know, like put a block wall or something up be like no that, that was shit that i shouldn't open up i would only get hurt and yeah. yeah so that was my first relationship second relationship was just forced to open up we went through a lot of like um like trauma i would say a lot of lot of lows um and i think i was just forced to open up and that that was very very painful but I, i'm glad i went through that so yeah yeah do you feel like um when you go through a relationship, because it sounds like um, opening up for you is like uh, like there is um, maybe obviously you've been very open to me, but that's I guess because we've been like friends for like so long. Yeah. But uh, and I feel safe with you. Know? I feel yeah. Safe. I think it's very important you have to feel safe and secure to be to open up because yeah. I know you're not gonna hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But um. Do you, do you feel like it's kind of like when a relationship ends with someone like that, you can't open up that maybe like you, you close that a bit or do, is, is it kind of like, or do you have some, I mean, obviously I think like at the end of like her, you know, I think like maybe like you've been able to open up to like people romantically has like maybe like gone a bit, you know, you're able to do that more now than you were, um, than you were at uni. Um, but do you feel like after you've finished a relationship that at some point go back in your shell? Yeah, yeah. I think that is the I that is the idea that is a lot in the society. Oh, I opened up and I got hurt, so I should never open up. And then you kind of go through like what maybe sometimes people like to call it the hoe phase. Yeah. Like guys and girls get to be like, I'm not gonna open up. They have loads of mean, meaningless sex, and then they realise that they are they have deprived themselves of like that connection they want from someone. And I could be really wrong, you know. So I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying my perspective of it. So I did in my first relationship, I guess in my, towards the end of my second one, um, I started going therapy as well. So I, what I realized is I struggled to open up in a relationship. My version of opening up is like not healthy. And I had to realize that I need to first open up to myself, open up to myself about my insecurities, acknowledge that. And only then if I can make sense of what, what's happening within me, I can open up to someone else. And I guess that's when it ties in because when I'm comfortable opening up about myself and my stuff and then I will not, I don't look at it as a shameful thing because there's a lot of shame and a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of shame attached to our insecurities but there's also this stigma that if we, if we open up um, we're going to get hurt again but I think because we personalise everything, for example my ability to open up is not a reflection of me, you know, uh, no. I've said it completely wrong, sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rework that. Yeah, of course. My ability to open up and someone responding in a very negative way, way is not a reflection of me or you know, it's not like I shouldn't have opened up because that's what people take when they yeah. get a negative reaction or they don't get the reaction they want, they're like, I should have never opened up. Whereas that's more of a reflection of the, the person they are, not who we are. So it's, it doesn't mean that just because you've been hurt. What I've, what I've learned is just because I've been hurt doesn't mean I'm not gonna open up because that is the key to having a meaningful relationship or even a friendship. Yeah. Um, 
I'm still going to open up. But if that person cannot receive that well, understand that well, we can either work work around it depending on their, you know, if they can just really not understand it or if they're being really mean or evil about it, then that's a reflection of that then. That's nothing to do with me opening up and that that's not gonna affect my my opening up because um you can't build a relationship on like closed walls or like yeah. really high walls. It's sorry, my <laughs> long way of answering your short question. No, I liked it. No, I, uh, What about you? You said you you would you say you're all on the same page or would you say you you looked at look at differently i would say like i don't know i don't i don't really know to be honest i think like um uh i i think i had like in a some i don't know if i was like back then like now i'm thinking of like a very open person yeah and i think maybe sometimes i'm like am i too open to people you know like do i like not leave them enough mystery to be like oh this guy's like quite like interesting but maybe that's just like i don't know but maybe that's just me sort of like over over analyzing like my social interactions right um but i also but i think like back then um i think uh i it's difficult to say it's i think like i was open more towards like maybe people who were like very very close to me no matter whether that's like a relationship or not because i didn't have a, i was kind of in the same boat as you like it wasn't like super like my first relationship but it was um i think i was the age of 22 when that first happened yeah and i kind of maybe felt i was um like i think funnily enough like um when i first um met so I've only really been in one relationship, but it was five years, and it was long distance. Um, but I, when I met the person who I went into a relationship with, um, like the, the first impression I got is that I didn't really like think so much of her. So it's kind of like I didn't really care so much like how I acted around her and whatnot. I yeah. wasn't like trying to impress her or whatnot. Yeah, you're not trying to be like I really want this person to like me. Yeah, you kind yeah. of went into it with a lot of ease. Yeah, say, yeah. yeah. And then, but then I learned, like, and I was just, at, at the time, she was like, so I met her during, um, during... Uni? Yeah, during uni, yeah. and she was doing a year abroad. Yeah. And, um, or a semester abroad, and that's how we met. Um, she was, she was, like, doing swimming and stuff. And, um, I think, like, at the time, um, I was just kind of like, uh... I was just like, yeah, and I was saying this to her, and I kind of feel a bit bad <laughs> saying it to her, but I guess it kind of like was good. I was just like, yeah, we'll just have this thing, you know, whatever, and then you go back to like uh, California, and then like. Yeah. I guess you didn't view it as like, oh, this is a this is I'm getting into a relationship where I'm gonna have to open up, or I'm have, gonna have to be really open about my insecurities or just who I am. You're just like, okay, this is not someone I'm trying to impress because you're already thinking that, like, she's only here for a semester, or yeah. a year abroad. And that's not it's it, you. You didn't think they that it's gonna work out. Yeah, so it's yeah. just more for a semester fling or a summer fling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and then okay. I was like, oh, actually, I really like that. And then I just sort of like, like yeah, you go, you went into it. Yeah, I fell in love with this person effectively. Yeah. Like when she, you know, when she was uh, around, I was just like, okay, like let's like try to like carry this thing on, um, and you know, um, and so I think like with me opening up. I found it hard to, um, I think I had like a lot of insecurities in kind of like, 
sort of telling people like if I liked someone for example and I guess a lot of people have this yeah but if I like someone I'd like feel really insecure kind of like being like oh actually I like this person like how do I kind of like you know yeah. navigate my way around them and all that stuff and and um I think like with me what I found really difficult was like rejection and like when someone would like uh I think like back then when like I would like really like someone and then they wouldn't like they wouldn't like me back I would take that really personally yeah. and I'd be like okay like what's wrong with me like where where like where where are my faults that I can that I can fix and sometimes like I think that could be a, a good thing because maybe it is that you have some like toxic trait or whatever or you know something which you might need to fix yourself or whatnot but but I think if you're just kind of like focusing wholly on that then um then I don't think it's necessarily a good thing because it could, I think like you always have this like, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, like, um, I, I, I want to say myth again, but you know, it's always like this like, you know, when someone like breaks up with someone, it's like, oh, it's not you, it's me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But like, and sometimes, and then you always think, no, that's bullshit, it is me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like no, I don't I, <laughs> I think rejection is such a broad term. You, for example, if someone rejects you because you've been disrespectful to them, then you need to kind of, you know, take that and be like, you know, work on yourself. Like, yeah. you think in an ideal world. Whereas some, if someone's just been like, okay, I'm not interested in you, actually, I've, you know, went on a few dates and that's not for me. I think that's a different kind of rejection. Yeah. Um, and that that is something you know not to sort of bring yourself down with necessarily because these things happen right yeah. but I think it's difficult when you're in that moment when that is attached with your insecurity to kind of make that disassociation that this is not about you yeah this is nothing to do with what you lack but this is just something to do with you know maybe your connection with a person or maybe that just didn't work out you know yeah yeah um so yeah i think um no that that's very interesting i kind of feel like yeah and i feel like um uh, i feel like I, I probably do still have that like insecurity somewhere um like uh you know um like i think with me it's like when it kind of like goes through something when i'm like in a relationship or i'm not in a relationship but when i'm kind of like seeing someone and then that kind of like falls through and then I'm like okay what happened there like why why was I where did I go wrong you know and all that stuff yeah. and then like but sometimes it's not all about me sometimes it's the other person that might like sort of you know have maybe like they're not in the right place or maybe like that person just wasn't right for me or whatnot so like I think um I think like I haven't really answered the question of like you know did I have like issues opening up with people because in all honesty I, I don't really know like back then because I, I, I felt like I maybe didn't really have the the chance to open up to anyone like romantically back then. I had like a lot of sex and stuff. And I, and, I, and this is the thing is that when someone was like interested in me, I was like, well, there's probably something wrong with them because I'm weird. Like yeah. why would someone want to be interested? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, then, so then I wouldn't like, so then I wouldn't like allow them to like open up to me like romantically, you know? Yeah. I'd kind of like be like, I'd kind of like pick out their faults and then kind of like, you know, like, make that like quite extreme yeah um where like um you would never give have allow yourself or them to have that space where that opening up could even happen leave alone like you know starting something yeah yeah exactly know? yeah because i i thought like they're probably like you know um like i think i think uh we've talked about this quite a lot before but you know i've always kind of like thought like I'm some sort of like outsider I'm, I'm like not really yeah like you know um like 
uh, like there's something like extremely different with me compared to like other people and whatever. Um, and this goes all back to childhood, you know, like because I had dyslexia and when I was like in primary school, I had like a, 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 you know, like a support system, and that was just someone like sat right next to me, you know, assisting me. And it's not to say there's like a bad thing or anything, but I think that had a psychological effect on me, where um, that made me like really focus on like you know it really made me aware that I'm like different yeah. to other kids you know and so I think that's kind of like had an effect on me kind of like being like oh well as as an adult of being like well I'm different to everybody else in some sort of way you know um and I need like some sort of support so when someone is interested in me I'm like why are they interested in me like what what like so you don't feel normal yeah in that past situation you felt like I'm not like other normal people whatever yeah. that definition of normal was in your head at the time and then now you're thinking actually normal people like normal people I'm not normal so why is this person liking me yeah is what I'm interpreting yeah totally yeah yeah, yeah. um and, yeah and then I also have this like viewing like normal people it was like normal people are people that can just go out they can like go have sex um they, and you know like there's like it's like really easy for them whereas like sometimes I really struggle with that like I can't just go out and like have sex or like go on these dates and whatever and sometimes you know I'm like not romantically I'm not I you know I haven't had sex for like like I don't know like I don't know six or seven months or whatever or you know like nine months and whatnot and and like that's not necessarily like a long time but I felt like that was a long time yeah I was like what was like how how has this not happened you know um so like uh I kind of like I think um with me i guess with opening up with people there was this kind of like rejection of not allowing when someone wanted to open up to me like romantically um back then like i shut that down because i'm i was like um i was like well there must be something like really weird with you if you want to be like you know there must be something like more wrong with you than there is with me because you want to be romantically involved with me so like what's you know like what's that about like why 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 are you doing that yeah so and that is such a toxic feeling to have towards yeah. yourself because in a way you're bringing yourself down yeah totally without yeah. you even realizing it like you know that's the process of it like there's something there's always that you know obviously you've had that feeling that there's something wrong with you you're not normal you're different and then in every situation romantically or other situation that you're going in you're going in with that mindset not with that mindset but you're you're making you're always questioning people's intentions towards you because that's reaffirming the fact that there's something different about you like why would they like me instead of actually you know looking at it as like what maybe you would want to look at as that is you know wow that's amazing they like me let's go ahead like that was never the approach and not that you know there's anything you know i'm saying that that should should have been an approach you know i'm just saying that that it's interesting to see that, that how that was built into your head yeah so i think like we've spoken about uh a lot of um a lot of like how we viewed relationships kind of like back um back when we first met like when yeah. we were like 19 which was like 10 years ago um it was yeah it's nuts isn't it <laughs> yeah that, 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 that was definitely a blast from the past wasn't it yeah absolutely do you have any like learning points um from from that time you know like or kind of like what we've revisiting kind of back then do you you know do you have anything which you've like taken back from this like podcast 
I think my learning or not even essentially learning but understanding of myself for when I was you know at that age is that my definition of love is so shaped um, with my experiences from my parents relationship versus my own and obviously at 19 I'm not I'm not expecting myself to have like massive experience about you know relationships and love and whatnot but it's interesting to see that how that um, that definition has evolved with my own experiences but like the starting point for me was um, was about how I viewed my parents relationship my or what I saw happening in their relationship um, and yeah and I guess also about opening up like I think I know we discussed a little bit about opening up that how closed up I was back then and I can only say that now because I now truly understand at least for me what opening up means and you know I, I guess yeah I would yeah. just say those two things oh nice what about nice. you um I think it's like quite difficult really because I think there are like these sort of same insecurities. I would say like the thing which I've learned for me is that um, I guess like to sort of feel secure about yourself, you know, and kind of like tackle that problem wouldn't be, you know, for example, like me being insecure about my sexual, be, me being insecure about being sexually active isn't um, about me having sex. It's about something else. It's about me, I guess, like, you know having like self-worth and whatever and that comes from like somewhere else it doesn't come from me having sex it comes from like a different part so that's like definitely like a learning point which I kind of like took back from then um yeah and also as well like something which I guess we never really like touched up upon is like um and it's something that just came out of this podcast is like when someone kind of like loves me I definitely or someone like felt attracted to me I maybe like thought there was something wrong with them and that's something which I should like have a look at a bit more if like you know someone kind of like has that interest in me that I shouldn't like sort of push them away or something like that you know yeah yeah I guess you gotta explore how many t like that narrative and you know that now that you're aware of it you can stop yourself into yeah. going into that I guess before you were not even aware that you were doing it because like you said you've just realised it now yeah. but yeah some re really interesting um, things for us to kind of um, explore within ourselves and we'll probably you know, speak about it with each other and yeah. with our listeners as well yeah we always do we probably like end up talking about it like not even on this podcast but like, Sent to to <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what we do guys that's what we do that's what we do I love it um, so I think we're probably going to end it there at this um, for this podcast I think we're maybe like the next one we'll look at um like how our views on our relationships and sex are, are like now you know um and we can even like compare them to what they're like now to compare you know to when we first met and um maybe explore a bit more of kind of like the relationships we've just kind of like come out of i mean maybe we're not ready for that maybe we are i don't know <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> we'll see um yeah, and maybe like a bit of a disclaimer is that I noticed that the microphone uh, wasn't working and we're just using the laptop microphone, which is like on a chair. Um, so Hem's voice probably is like a lot quieter than mine because I'm closer to the laptop. We do have the microphone on the middle of the table. Um, went off, did it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, I think I'm like using this crappy cable and it's, uh, yeah. It's, Great start. Yeah, I, I know. So annoyed. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Um, Thanks we'll, for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, uh, this has uh, been our first podcast, our pilot. 
of um, the unnamed podcast, which or the podcast which we have yet to name. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just kind of like about mine and Hem's experiences. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. <laughs>